everybody. What's up, nerds? What's up, weebs? Um, what's up, uh, introverts <laughs> uh, who are um, quarantined in your own houses? Um, <laughs> AKA honestly, everybody. <laughs> I've been I've been kind of thriving in this world without FOMO. Um, I've yeah. just been getting up to some real real nerd shit, <laughs> Zig. Yeah, it's been it's been um, I'd say dare say problematic how much I've just become a person who hangs out in the room and indulges all their nerd shit. Yeah, more I so than I ever did before. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely moments where I'm like, man, I've only played video games and watched anime today. Maybe I should like step out into the sun. <laughs> that's been me for maybe like the last three weeks and <laughs> i've written exactly one and a half pages of a screenplay <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, it's been my most productive week <laughs> yeah. um without further ado let's uh let's bring on our guest we're very excited to have this guest we've been wanting to have him for a long time um he is talking to us remotely right now but since uh, our whole lives are remote right now we like w- what better time we don't have to wait to go to Chicago to talk to this yeah. guy. Uh, please welcome Brandon Kirkman. Uh, you already know his work because he literally drew us <laughs> for our podcast. <laughs> <I> tricked <laughs> you look at his artwork every time you watch this. What's up, dude? Not much. I'm excited to be on here because uh, I, I want to almost blame Cody for getting me back into doing Gundam models and Gunpla. <laughs> so uh, the most You'll embarrassing the thing. Happy. It's like having to explain this as a 34 year old to my, my wife of what I'm doing. I'm like, no, not in high school. This is like what I love doing. And it just makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, I already- always wanted to do them in high school. And then I never really did up until uh, just recently. And I don't think I would have had the patience as someone in high school. Um, huh. I, I would have broken so many pieces. Um, I would have uh, snapped them all off wrong. Uh, I would have lost a lot of things. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna be talking a lot about. We talked about a lot about Gundams last episode, um, and we're gonna talk about them probably more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're diving yeah. deep. I doubled down because I started doing the model kits again, but I started going through a bunch of Gundam series that I hadn't watched. I always wanted to because now is the perfect time. And then I also went back to a few that I had watched a while ago to see if they were still good and. A lot of them have uh, held up pretty well, and a lot of them are complete doo doo dog shit. So, <laughs> what have you watched? What, yeah, what series? Um, I so I started off with a few episodes of Gundam Wing, and I felt immediately embarrassed. That was my entry <laughs> point. Um, it's it is what it is, but it is literally like sexy teens making war look fun and cool, which is definitely not Gundam. Uh, yeah, and then I, I went recently back. rewatched all of Wing, and I agree. Like I watched all fifty episodes. And if you ask me what happened in it, I still wouldn't be able to tell you, even though it's fresh in my memory. Um, yeah. It's it's yeah, it's just a a show where a bunch of Bashonans are kind of jerks to each other, um, and then they like reuse a lot of the fight scenes. But like, it's still tight. <laughs> yeah, the mecha design on it's amazing because that's yeah. when um, I got to look up his name, but that's actually like the new wave generation for Gundam mecha designer came in on that show specifically. Mm. He does all the Verk Heiss uh, kits. Wow, I'm getting really deep into this. Oh, um, yeah, do it, man. Dive deep. Yeah, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna see how quick I can Google this real quick. Um, cool. But what other series have you been watching? I uh, so I went through that. I didn't. I only did a few episodes, and I couldn't really do it. And then I went and I watched back uh, uh, War in the Pocket 080. Uh, that oh, was yeah. still fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I did. Uh, I did sort of did the same thing where I went back and I rewatched. Um, Double, 
0083 Stardust Memories, and then I, mm-hmm. I just finished um, 08 MS Team like last week. Uh, that is, that is such a, a solid banger through and through, no matter what. Like it's, I always have this worry, kind of like with the the state of anime. It, I think it was one of the things that as it's gotten older, the technology has gotten better, so some of the animation doesn't hold up. But like mm-hmm. those OAVs and like bigger budget ones of the '90s, still yeah. like they look completely unique and have their own aesthetic now, where they just stand out more differently, even more than uh, ever. It feels like watching them. Yeah, these I, days it's easier to find OVAs um, than I could have ever dreamed of when I was like, you know, a kid in like 1999 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have this app called High Dive and I've been using it to watch. Um, okay, you're perfect for this. I'm using it to watch uh, Pat Labor. Um, oh, all man, the Pat OVAs are on there. Um, I've been using it to watch um, uh, 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 what's what's the last? I can I can remember the theme song before I can remember. The song. <laughs> um, Armor Trooper Votoms. Oh uh, hell yeah! And, and there's also one more on there, but really, Legend of Galactic so, oh, Heroes. Legend of Galactic Heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are all like my favorite, like like cell drawn, like um, old school animes that I didn't even really super get into until I was like literally. 30. <laughs> yeah. I um I have the experience with the model kits in Gundam because of where I grew up in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Uh I moved into the city like when I turned like 23, 24, but before that I was in the suburbs. And we lived by a place called Mitsuwa's, which they have, I think, out in like California too. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's like a Japanese grocery store. And I was president of the anime club, so of course I had to go there. Oh hell um, yeah. Now we're talking like, about being president. Yeah, it was. I, I could go down that road for a while of talking about all those very shameful memories. This but is um, the place to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh boy. Uh, it, you know, I always told people I got into being the president of Anime Club because power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. Um, <laughs> I didn't have sex till I was twenty. Uh, so <laughs> basically, there was a. They had a shop inside of Mitsuwa that sold a bunch of like uh, anime collectibles and model kits. So that's like why I had access to them when I was younger, as well as like bootleg. OAVs that would like oh yeah like, the fan subs yeah you'd drop like thirty dollars for something that was like the worst quality and very very bad translations like we watched <laughs> One Piece um with a bad Chinese translation when we were in high school and like Usopp's name was Cheap Cloth is how they translated it like just to show the caliber of it <laughs> cheese cloth yeah we're still trying to figure out why it came out that way we have no clue. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where they, they translated it into Chinese and then the Chinese uh, subtitles came back in English. So that's why it got just super goofy for a lot of it. Mm. <laughs> you know, that reminds like I feel like finding your like hobby or nerd shop when you're in high school is such an important thing. Because I definitely had my place that I would go to to get modeled and stuff when I was in middle school and high school. Like I'd make I had go I'd drive to the mall. I'd hit the model shop and I'd find like, oh, shit, there's a Zaku. I want to get a Zaku. And then I'd walk next door to like. The FYE and like I'd go to their anime section and get like gear or whatever, whatever thing. Oh man, my eye. when they started getting anime stuff in like the late nineties, that was just blowing my goddamn mind. I thought oh, it was yeah. the best thing in the world. <laughs> real, uh, real quick, is my are my levels cool with you guys? Um, yeah, does sound everything sound okay? okay? Yeah, it sounds. Yeah. So that's like, like looking a at my little bar and my my really moves a lot for me. I don't know if that is something. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I see, it's it's, it looks like good. I think mine actually might be a little bit louder, but I think it's just because I have the mic a little bit closer. Okay, it's probably fine. It sounds good. 
um yeah i didn't have a like a i didn't find like a really good model shop like growing up i had to get them on the internet which i mostly didn't really do yeah um i think i think i found like a lot of like mom and public game shops but they didn't really carry like hobby stuff yeah, I was, uh, I was just like really just all location for me as a kid because like I wouldn't do anything online or anything because like I worked uh, at a movie theater when I turned 15, but I didn't have like a credit card or anything because like it was just disposable <laughs> income I'd save for like college and then the other yeah. like little remainder I'd have I would spend on stuff like that, video games. Um, so before we go too deep, um, you, tell us more about yourself because I know, I know you through um, the internet and comedy. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah I, I think... It's um, I oh this this reminds me of how I found you online is because I was a big fan of Put Your Hands Together. Um, oh, cool! Okay. As like a Chicago comedian, there's a lot of like Chicago comedians that would go on there pretty often. Cameron Esposito's from here too. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Rhea Butcher. Yeah, shout out to Rhea Butcher as well. And uh, they when they moved off, I was like, oh, this is cool. I can still hear some of their sets and see what people are doing in LA. And then I heard you on one of the episodes way back. And I was like, this guy's funny. I'll just follow him on Twitter. And then you actually just like followed back, which is crazy to me. But like, hey, here we are now. <laughs> when I see a Chicago comedian, I'm just like, oh, either I either met them or I'm friends with like 10 of their friends anyway. So immediately. <laughs> yeah, it, for sure. it is. It, we propagate quickly into both New York and uh, L.A. It seems like. <laughs> well, you guys, like, have, you guys are, are always cool when you come here. Um, like you can't say that for everywhere else for sure yeah especially doing a little touring so i should say i am a comedian and artist slash illustrator sounds really pretentious whenever i say it out loud uh but i've been doing comedy in chicago for about maybe almost like six years now and then i've toured a little bit i've been out to la a few times but like uh it's gotten to the point now where i have decided that i'm gonna stay here and just kind of tour every Mm -hmm. once in a while instead of doing the big move Uh, but the cool thing is like having a lot of friends that have moved there that i can just go hang out with like, I think you guys know, like, uh, Tyler Jackson and Sarah mm-hmm. Mallory, as well as Liz Maupin, so. Um, yeah, Tyler's working on a, a fun little project that I won't spoil, but he asked yeah. <laughs> he, he always has the most amazing ideas, and then when it Literally comes out, you're like, God damn, God damn, dude. <laughs> how, how are you going to, you're not going to run out of these genius ideas? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can't spoil it, but I think I'm doing the same thing of a, it's a scene thing. Uh, yep. A very good thing. <laughs> That's nice. all I'll say. Nice. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I've been doing comedy for a while. It's, I've, it's been all right. It's like everybody, when they talk about comedy, I don't need to go down that route. That's <laughs> yeah. why I think I'm more excited to talk about anime and like Gundam model kits. Yeah. yeah I don't even know what comedy is going to look like after the pandemic. Um, I think it's going to kind of go back to being the same, but it just seems like a lot of opportunities have kind of been shrinking. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, f- I feel kind of uh, weird about it, but at the same time, it's like, I am so like anti-authority that like, I just don't give a fuck about like kind of commercial success in a way. Like I could <laughs> marry about like connecting with like small communities and like growing that a little bit more. So when I got comfortable with talking about nerd stuff, like literally like two years ago, I would never talk about this. It was almost like I hit it. Oh, wow. Really? The comedy community. (laughs) It wasn't really until um, me and Cody were just talking about this stuff like all the time. And like me and Ify and like a bunch of other people that were just like, 
that me and Cody were just like, let's just start this nerdy <laughs> anime. That's so funny because like my introduction to Brody was also through a podcast. He guessed mm-hmm. it on a podcast that I used to host that was just about black nerd shit. And he came in hot with a bunch of anime references. So I was like, oh, this is this is just who he is every day. I was yeah. so ready. Nerd talk. <laughs> it is now. Yeah. I've come out of my shell. <laughs> I think I had one of those things of like, I was just, I think I was just born super weird to the point where like, I got to go through <laughs> that earlier generation of like, I was nerdy growing up. So I got to deal with bullying a lot more. And I just got to the point like, Dang. well, no matter what I do, people are going to give me shit. So I might as well enjoy what I'm doing and not give any shits back. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, especially I, just for the, how many hentai jokes I've worked into the comedy sense and make people forcefully know what that is and have to deal with it. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so weird that like, um, yeah, I grew up a nerd also, um, definitely had to deal with bullying, but I had my own like nerd crew. So it wasn't like that bad, but, um, it's it's weird because we kind of grew up in this um millennial kind of like Gen Z vibe thing mm. where um people get made fun of for being nerdy growing up and then when we got into our 20s like nerd stuff became very popular it became um all the movies that we enjoy which is mm. uh, you know great it's the reason you know people like Cody are getting hired to write on cool I get shit. Job, yeah <laughs> I get a job to write for my nerd shit yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. almost like I uh, I have this like mental block of like being like openly um, nerdy about stuff, but it's also like I am chill about it to realize like I don't have to like um, wear Marvel t-shirts to have cred or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like this knowledge is tucked away. It's just part of who I am. It doesn't, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. I completely agree with all that too because it's uh, one of those things of I don't need to show off because if people know me, I'm going to end up talking about it anyway, especially after a few drinks, usually after any type of comedy <laughs> show. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I think the weird thing I've thought about a lot recently too is there's a weird inverse of like, I think we might be like the last generation. I mean, it'll probably like wane and differ, mm-hmm. but like dealing with bullying for being in a nerdy things. And then you see that it's the more popular thing. And I feel like the inverse is now where I've seen like nerds around our age have gone the opposite where they've become the bullies online because they like had to suffer for their thing and they take <laughs> it out on others. I'm like, that's, that's not how it works, dude, on any yeah. level. <laughs> like you're doing exactly what you hated the most and you think it's like a right you've earned. I'm like, that's not good. Yeah. Remember to bully up guys. Every, yeah. Everyone listens to this podcast. That should be. Well, yes. If they put that energy into just fucking punching down on Jeff Bezos all the time, I would be yeah. so much happier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I see, um, for example, like um, if a girl I know is into like anime or video games or something like that, and she'll post about it, she'll always have a comment where it's a guy is just like, "Oh yeah, prove it." Like, what's your favorite? Blah blah blah. What's your favorite? Without fail, like that's the crazy <laughs> thing is that it's it's gotten to the point where everyone makes a jerk about it. But literally, anytime a woman posts anything yeah. remotely adjacent to nerd, and there's always some fucking dude in the comments being like. Oh really? Uh, I think you mean this character. You're just like, oh my goodness! Give it a yeah. read the room, bro. Read the yeah. room. The the kind of person who would start crying if they lost a bar trivia over Simpsons. You know, it's just <laughs> it's, it's no good for anybody. Yeah. Um. So Brandon, tell us what uh kits you've been working on. Oh um, man, I'm so excited for this because I I've been needing to share this with other human beings during this yeah. quarantine. We've had people tweet at us that they've gotten into um, Gundam and stuff recently, which is really excites me. Like I woke up to some um, tweets this like morning from like someone Mark L. Dude. Um, say what? 
I said I woke up to two tweets this morning from some guy that was like, I just built the F91 kit from Gundam. Thanks, man. I was like, oh, oh hell yeah. I, yeah, I saw that on um Iffy's Twitter too. He had uh, yeah. tweeted it. Um yeah, it's it's having a resurgence because I was reading some articles on it because once again the quarantine's getting people onto these old like hobbies. Yeah. And like it's a huge industry. Too. Yeah. Um but for like kits, I, I'm finishing up the master grade Ot guy, which I found on uh it's weird to advertise, but like a place called New Type, which has like a bunch of weird older kits. So oh, cool. I was really excited to find that because the master grade for the guy was like from 2005. It's the the very weird, cute looking uh, water type one that I, I love so much. So I was glad to find it. And it's gotten to the point where like this might be the last one I do for a bit, but I just want to like make a separate Instagram account to take pictures of it around Chicago while I'm killing time. <laughs> um, I love how much you're into the guy. Like you opinions may differ but some people would consider it like a pretty ugly mech yeah <laughs> but it i i think all of us are in agreement that it's tight <laughs> yeah it, it, it's brown yeah. it's got claws <laughs> i uh, i wasn't a big fan until i saw um gundam thunderbolt oh the, the best uh, the best animated mecha fight i think yeah. in my opinion and like the whole series almost it's so good like they spend so like there's two seasons in the second season is revolves a lot around like aquatic suits and like the odd guy gets like there's like a whole like squad of guys and tricked out odd guys and you're like this, there's no way that this can be cool and then they spend like four episodes just whipping ass and you're like oh my god this is actually these are actually incredible i would die for these suits yeah it's it's such a i, I think whoever did thunderbolt i forgot the name of the manga artist who did the whole series he seems to like really take weird designs and make people enjoy them or make them more functional and kind of cool yeah and it gives me big like eighth MS team vibes again, which I think going back to like people talking about getting into Gundam, I feel like that's always the best one to have people watch because it's not too long and it's like the yeah. perfect condensing yeah. of like what you want. Yeah, and there's not so, too much like politics that you have to like delve into to get to understand the background. Seriously, yeah. it's simple. Um, yeah, my favorite series are usually tend to be tend to be like dealing with war, but like um, like for example, like the original Mobo suit was just like there's a federation and there's a zeon those are the only two factions you have to know uh and then you have to know you know the characters and the stakes and stuff but compare that to say um like uh zero zero or um, uh wing where there's just like there's like several factions uh fighting each other at the same time uh and it'll be like one episode is just like the end of uh the, the Liberation Army or something like that. And she's like, who are those guys again? <laughs> like, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So I uh, rewatched. Build, like, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, uh, I'll make it quick. Like, I re- recently rewatched the first episode of Mobile Suit Gundam like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, like, I forgot how, first of all, how quick it starts and also how heavy it gets. Like, <laughs> immediately, like, one of the main characters' family just gets wiped out by like a rocket. And you're just like, oh, shit. This is seven minutes into this children's TV show. We have people just getting exploded. Yeah, it's uh, they get worse for some of the series, too. There's a, a podcast that's really great called The Great Gundam Project, and they uh, they're doing Victory that I was listening to. That one's just like killing characters left and right. And it's supposed to be one that like Tomino had aimed for kids in the mid nineties. Like in the, in the classic Tomino, he's like, well, I hate all of my fans and I want everyone to die in the series. And it is for children. So it's great uh, from what I can hear at least. But yeah, Zeta has that same thing going for it too, um, which yeah. I started going through as well. And that I one, think Zeta is my favorite aesthetically. That's like my that's my ideal anime. I think. Yeah, 
It's yeah. got a great story. The main character is uh, he's the worst, but in a very fun way. Yeah. Like just being a, a little shit the whole time and then just watching him evolve into an uh, like understandable piece of shit. Uh, and then like the aesthetic, the soundtrack has that heavy like 80s bass and synth- uh, like synthesizer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it, too. Where, where are you watching Zeta? Uh, legally. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's no other way. Yeah, I've yeah, been I, a, a lot of big torrents. I, I, um, yeah. I, I recently just threw the Blu-ray into my um, Amazon like wish list. And I was like mm-hmm. thinking about Pull the Trigger because I've seen, I've seen like maybe the first 15, 20 episodes of Zeta and I really enjoyed it. But then I just stopped. But I do want to like finish that series. I'll send you a link of that Brandon sent me like a while ago. <laughs> yeah, it's got a yeah. bunch of, I think it's all the alternative timeline ones. It has X on there, which I don't know if I want to take the time to like reading the reviews on it, but um, mm-hmm. it has the one I really want to talk about the most, which is Turn A Gundam, which I think oh, is yeah. my favorite Gundam. I it is want to watch wild. that so bad. Yeah. I love the designs for that series. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's uh, the one that takes place like in the federation timeline but is like in the far future right or something yeah it's it's yeah. like far far like uh five thousand years set after it um it's got this amazing cool. like style for it because the character designs were done by akira yasuda who did his famous mm-hmm. for doing like a lot of the street fighter and power stone characters mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the main it's character the lauren yeah, he's he's got such a cool style for everything he draws, and I like the main characters like this really just nice pacifist who doesn't want to kill people, which is refreshing oh, for a series. Yeah, um, and it's basically kind of like the Earth had a huge war; everything's been reset to the point where uh, technology's caught up to like the 1900s, and then people start uncovering mechs buried in the Earth because uh, there's a race of people that moved to the Moon with all their technology and are basically waiting for the Earth to regrow so they can recolonize it. Uh, so there's a lot of fun politics going on with that, but mm-hmm. like the the designs for the mecha were done by Sid Mead, who did like Blade Runner and all the mechanical works and Aliens. Mm-hmm. So it's just got this weird hodgepodge of designs and a really great story. It's very slice of life too, which is kind of nice. A lot of the episodes, one of them is just them transporting a cow to people because they need food. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like um I like series that one aren't afraid to like have a message being like hey. Maybe it's it, maybe having this child protagonist be really into war is a weird thing. Maybe that's not the message we should be doing. But also, I like it when they when they do have these slow one off episodes where like they just help the people or help the town in like a fun, interesting way. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys would both really enjoy Pat Labor because kind of the philosophy of the team behind that series was that um, the mechs were supposed to be treated like they were real. Um, like when they got into fights, like they 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 broke almost immediately like the like the fights were like very short like they treated mm-hmm. them like cars like they used them for like construction and like a lot of episodes don't even really have like big dramatic like back fights or anything um it's just like it, it it's just treated like a municipal tool um yeah. which is like pretty sick i yeah. have a i actually have a kit for um an ingram patlibur model but I, yeah. it, it like needs some screws and I don't even have like the tiny screws and stuff <laughs> oh, that, no, I, man. that I need. So I'm just using the, doing the Gundam snap ons. Yeah. Uh, are uh, are yeah. you guys like, what do you guys like? High grade, real grade? What, what um, do you guys like? I start like I got back into it and I jumped into a mid grade for the Gundam Alex. It was like, so there's two different ones. There's like one that was made towards like in the late nineties. That's 
kind of a little crappy. Like that's the one that I got. Um, mm-hmm. And they made a second version that's like more articulate and like made with better, like just um, technology. Uh, mm-hmm. I got that as getting into it. And then one of my friends that was writing on She-Hulk, shout out to this dude named Zeb Wells, very funny guy. He's also uh, into Gunpla. And he convinced me to get a real grade for the. Oh game. no, man! Yeah, too it's, tiny. It's, it's, too it's, tiny. Yeah, they're tiny. They're like these, like like the size of like action figures. But you also have to build the internal skeleton, and like you put in these just incredibly small pieces. Where like I have a, like a toolkit that I use, so I have like these tweezers out, and I'm like, there was one afternoon where I had like a headlamp on trying to get this microscopic piece of plastic <laughs> into like a visor thing. I'm like, this isn't fun. Like I'm not trying to actually engineer. <laughs> a ro- working robot i want to get together some pieces and put together and have like a toy uh so like that that has been my last run-in with the real grade i have a um a master grade mm-hmm. dm sniper 2 that has been sitting on my desk for like two months Ooh, that i, I want to put together but there's just like after that real grade i just wanted to take a break because i was so exhausted from putting it together yeah master yeah. grades i think are my pace it's like the perfect amount of um like um specifics in like the frame and the parts and things and uh it's enough work to put it together and it's like you could paint them if you wanted to you could spiff them up but if you're lazy you could just like throw the sticker pack away and be like, <laughs> yeah. i'm done <laughs> i'm like uh, i'm between of like getting really into it and then being lazy about things too because i i used to do a ton of them so i had some kit and model stuff left like uh clippers and a few others and like sandpaper um, but I also don't want to like spend an entire month putting together like a paint job for something. I'm just going to put on a shelf to put in silly poses or doing jack off motions. Yeah. So, totally. uh, but like I, I'll do the panel lining cause I got a few of those like Gundam markers for doing that. Um, which mm-hmm. is pretty dope. And then like a few other things of like just little hacks. I know like if you ever do any of the eyes for the like Xeon designs, you can just take a red Sharpie and put it over it, and that will usually give it like this really cool red sheen to it. So Fuck, I need to do that immediately because yeah. the sticker looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. For the they, they're always really bad. Um, but I tend to just do the master grade kits because that's what I had available uh, by Mitsuas when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I did a few of the high grades originally when they had them like in Toys R Us for when Gundam Wing first came out. Mm-hmm. So it felt like I couldn't go back. Um, <laughs> but I also... I'm limited on like shelf space before my wife will just leave me and divorce me. So I think I'm going to do like one or two more and that would be it after this. So yeah, I think, my limit, I think my limit is three because now I'll have three of different sizes and quality and I can, again, like I don't really have much self shelf space here. So it's like, what can I put on top of my speakers that will like stay there and like will look cool, but also won't slowly take over my entire room. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get to, to the, the point of making a list. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no worries. I, I refuse to put limits on myself, but I have three. <laughs> and until I finish those three, I will not buy three more. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Because uh, what I was going to jump in with is I decided to, to keep me from buying other ones. I just made a list of my favorite Gundam and Mecha designs. Sure. And if they ever make like Master Grade kits of them, I'll buy them in the future. But that is like it. So Smart. Yeah. I feel like that's what I convinced myself to with like with like my Steam wish list is <laughs> like <laughs> I won't buy it unless it's on sale. I'll just put it on my wish list. <laughs> yeah. And then I still end up buying it just like months later. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's another thing too, is like going down the full Gundam route. I it also makes me really want to get and put the money in for either a PS4 or PS5 finally, because they just put out the beta for uh Gundam Maxi Boost on, which uh growing up I'm a huge fan of the virtual on series, and that's like the only way this oh, series shit. is that what that is based off of? Yeah, it's based off kind of similar game mechanics. So virtual on kind of eventually became the Gundam on series. Oh, um, sure. and, oh, I, and I, I'm missing it so bad I'm like maybe I'll just save up all my commission money and eventually get a PS4 or 5 with it and get that game because uh, it just looks so dope wow is this I like, did not uh, even put that together Gundam Versus or is it like uh, is it better it's it's kind of like it is the Versus series um, yeah. but it's like part of the On series where they have like a ton of the strafing controls and it's Perfect. it's like a 300 different Gundam and Mecha from all the series where you can just fight them on the PS4. What? I know it's out right now for the beta, and I think it officially is like released maybe later this year in July or June or something. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, uh, you yeah. just signed I'm, our like death warrant. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the trailer right now. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to buy this. Yeah, it's it's I wanna really play Persona 5 Royale, and mm-hmm. like this might be what gets me to go and get a PS4 finally. Yeah, I'm playing Royale right now. Um I, I like the original Persona 5 was literally the reason that I um, decided to start learning Japanese. Um, that took like the anticipation for that um, was like heart wrenching for me, like from the teasers to the delays to it finally coming out in Japan to it finally coming out in America was like such a long time of me being hyped for it. <laughs> I was like, I can never go through this again. So I decided yeah. to learn Japanese. Um, so I got Royal um, when it came out in Japan. And then I like played a couple hours and then I kind of shelved it until my um, my command of the language got better. And now that it's out in America, now that there's like guides out in America, I'm like playing through it again right now because I have so much time. Hell and yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Um, did you play the the... What was the last Persona you played? I played Persona 5, and then after that, I went back and played 4 again, just because I love it so much. But uh, uh, to go down even more very niche nerd hobbies, I'm a huge fan of the Shin Megami Tensei series. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm going through like the same suffering exactly for Shin Megami Tensei 5, because (laughs) they announced it when the Switch came out. I literally got a Switch for it, and then they haven't announced anything about it for two years now. Oh, no. It's going to be even longer. This... um, this pandemic is push is going to push everything for the next like year. I think this month, um, what was uh, Last of Us Two? Last of Us Two is supposed to come yeah. out. Um, That's the reason I got a PS4. <laughs> Dude, my I gotta get a PS5 just because my PS4 is gonna die every time I turn it on. <laughs> it's like wheezing, <laughs> and I'm like, I just cleaned you. Like, how are you? <laughs> you're you're not doing well. I actually um. So I got a new gaming PC recently, and I I haven't had a gaming PC um, really ever. The best PC I ever had was 10 years ago, and I was like playing World of Warcraft, and it still wasn't even that good. Yeah. Um, and like now I can hook up my PC to my TV, and I can oh, use shit. my PlayStation 4 controller on it. So like everything in my Steam catalog, I'm just like, Every time I sit down, I'm just like, huh, what world do I want to jump into? <laughs> yeah. I'm very, I, uh, very whimsical. I sabotage myself because there's new stuff I want to try, but then I see Doom 2's $5 on the Switch, and now I'm just playing Doom 2 on the Switch. Uh, yeah. I uh, I rebought Doom like 
maybe a month and a half ago because it was like also like five dollars. I was like, yeah, sure. I haven't played this game in, you know, since almost 15, 20 years. I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah. Oh, and nice. I was like, shit, this shit still slaps. It's still so much fun. I it haven't played it so well. It's crazy. That yeah. on PS now. So I, I'm going to definitely play this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, with all the Gundam talk, though, I feel like this is my my final foray into saving up money and getting a PS5 for when it comes out. Because I haven't had a PlayStation since a PlayStation 2. Oh, I wow. borrowed a PlayStation 3 from my brother um, who's out in Austin for Persona 5. Or, and that was it. That's the only thing I've ever played really on a PS3 or 4. Wow. I'm hoping <laughs> they make a Gundam Battle Operation 3 for the PC, PS5. Oh, man. I got to continue <laughs> yeah. playing. I've been watching those videos that you've been posting a few other people have too. And it like, it looks so good. I'm like, ah, it's too late for me though. I think by the time I get a PS four or five, it's going to be like anyone who's on that game still is just going to be like God tier at that. I mean, yeah. So. yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah, for sure. Zig. I'm afraid of Zig for sure. Oh no, uh, I'm I, not that good. Okay. Good. Yeah. It sounds like a, a, a fake <laughs> lie right there. I just got a headphone from Iffy Zig. So if you ever, yeah, a, a oh hell yeah let's play man team together for sure yeah let's do it i it's actually that's a big reason i got back into gundam was that game like because i've you know i've been wanting to play a, a gundam game for a while like I've, i also mm-hmm. haven't really played a one that i've liked since um ps2 i was like oh let's this game's free i'll try it out mm-hmm. and then like i started playing again then i was like shit maybe i should start rewatching this series because i i forgot like you know basically everything that's happened to any of these shows and like, that's how I also got back into Gundam, like Gundam modeling. So yeah, all, it's a great quarantine back. series because there's just yeah. so much of it. Have you yeah, seen Origin? The, yeah, Origin is so fucking dope. I was blown away because I didn't hear anybody talk about it, but like they managed to go into like Charles' counter story to cement that he's both the world's biggest asshole, but also go through like all <laughs> the zombie family politics and other characters like uh, Rawl that I really liked. Yeah. And there's not a big focus on mecha, but they do a really good job with the characters. And the animation for it was like really stellar for everything that they did. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed the series. I also was like, I I think they peppered in mech fights just when you needed them, just when you're like you're like, man, this is a little bit too Game of Thrones-y. And they yeah. throw in like a, a, a mech fight, which is the good, the perfect balance. <laughs> oh man, I felt the same way. Like, there's a huge influence of like they had have just seen like the first two seasons of Game of Thrones when they started putting this out or working on it because it has yeah. that vibe to it, and then. I also really like that um, they build up the backstory to Mora Ray a little bit towards the last few episodes, and yeah. it almost makes it feel like Neon Genesis because then it's like, oh, now he's got the shitty father figure for sure that we've been waiting yeah. to see, and yeah. he's also become like a, a you know one of those NETs of just staying in his house and not going out before this all happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a I I, uh, I recommend the series. It's uh, it's weird because everyone each each one is like an hour and a half, so basically you have to watch like six movies but they're, they're definitely worth it if you have the time which everyone does now so yeah <laughs> um my palate cleanser oh i, I where's it go ahead uh, my palate cleanser between like the gundam shows have been uh midnight gospel came out at the same time so i've been oh, watching yeah. that and enjoying it like crazy that's oh yeah great. i need to you i need to watch there? that i've heard good nothing but good things about it it's fun yeah. it's like um it's like listening to a cool podcast where the visuals are just like an acid trip for like uh 30 minutes it's i cannot recommend it more yeah. Oh, hell um yeah. yeah i've been watching it's it's crazy because in the last couple of weeks i've been feeling guilty just like about how much nerd stuff i've been doing like i've been watching like a <laughs> lot of anime playing a lot of video games 
And then I think about it and I'm like, oh, I've been doing a lot of literally everything. because There's nothing else to do. Like, yeah. there's nothing to feel guilty about at all. Like, I've actually been still been pretty productive. I've been reading books. I've been watching movies. I've watched TV shows. It's 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 crazy how much time you have when you don't have to. Yeah, it is. Sleep. It is. Like, yeah, Saturday was like the longest day. Yesterday was the longest day I've ever had where like I woke up at 830 and like. That's I ate breakfast. So early for you. <laughs> I know it's it's incredibly like that is shockingly early for me. I woke up at eight thirty. I like rode a little bit for this thing that I just got sort of hired to do, and then mm-hmm. like it was noon, so I took a nap. Then I woke up at one thirty. I was like, shit, I have like so much longer to be awake today. <laughs> yeah, I actually I woke up like around eight thirty two today, and usually on the weekends, like I'll get up around like nine or ten. Uh, but during the weekdays, I or I should say weekends for the weekdays, I, I have a job where I'm working at home. I work, I work for a travel agency, so that's going really hot right now. But <laughs> oh, wow. That's been keeping me busy, at least, which has been good. Um, but yeah, like I lose sense of time on the weekend so quickly where I get up early this today and I'm like, oh, shit, there's still like a whole day going on after this. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like will go outside and like the only time I've left the house in like the last three weeks was to go to my cousin's house. Um, and I'm surprised at how many people are outside, how many people like are driving and walking around. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, some with masks, some without masks, but it's just like, you'll see yeah. like the protests at the beaches um, in California this whole last week um, where idiots are just like completely out in droves uh, with signs. And um Obviously, like so many of them are gonna contract this. Season. Oh, those are the, the the dark thoughts I've been having the most of. Like whenever I read about like protesters in Kentucky having outbreaks, I'm like, there's no other way they're gonna learn. Um, but I do want to say it was made by the Chinese, and I cannot wait for Trump twenty. No, <laughs> the, the wildest turn. It is. I'm glad I don't have any family or friends or even like distant high school people I've kept in touch that are like, "This is fake." Everybody's been like, "This sucks," and please don't go outside. So that's at least made me happy. Yeah, yeah. The bar uh, set low. <laughs> yeah, the bar set very low because like still like I mean because we all get stuck in our like kind of spheres on Twitter and our like kind of social circles of like. Mm-hmm. I know there's people out in like, once again, Kentucky or Michigan, where we've been having a lot of the reports, but most of all people I've known at least have been like, yeah, this is real. So stay indoors and watch a lot of anime. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I get super like paranoid. Like I'm a little bit of a hypochondriac, um, especially when I smoke weed, which is uh, <laughs> every day these days. And like, <laughs> because I'm smoking so much weed, like, Sometimes, like, my chest will hurt, and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I have to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the dumbest, like, loop my brain goes through. But, um, yeah. yeah, it gives me panic attacks. <laughs> also, being, like, uh, 34, when I wake up in the morning, I have so many muscle aches, usually. And yeah. it's the same thought of, like, okay, I have COVID-19. It's like, oh, no, wait, that's right. I'm getting old as shit now. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I've been really just thinking about death a lot. And uh, so, it's a, it's in, in that sense, it's a totally okay for me to regress. And the healthiest thing I think we can all do, I was talking to my friend, Alan Stricken Williams yesterday, and he was just like, you know what, stress is bad for your immune system, and we all need stronger immune systems right now, so we all need to relax. It's your duty <laughs> as, like a, as like a human being, so yeah. just chill. I mean, it kind of like goes cir- like full circle to Midnight Gospel, because it's a really great show, because it's very relaxing, but they also just spend the whole time talking about death and acceptance, and I'm like, this is like the exact combination of what I need in something. 
Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I've been one of the, um, okay, so this isn't even like a, a nerd thing, but like it, it's even, it's even more like esoteric that it is even nerdier than all my nerd stuff. I've been watching this show um, on Netflix. It's like a BBC um, S- Scotland show. Um, I think from maybe like early 2000s, maybe late 90s. It's called Still Game. Have you guys heard of this? Maybe? No, no, no. It's about um, these uh, two comedians, and they're probably like in their 40s or something. But they play um, these two elderly men who are supposed to be like 70. And the whole cast is just like old people. And um, so, so it's it's a little bit like Golden Girls in that way of like imagine <laughs> if Golden Girls like wasn't like a like a sitcom but like a like a single can basically. Um, Ooh, that sounds just, good. Like, a lot of like dirty jokes and it's just like a bunch of like Scottish people being like, um, let's go figure out how to scam unemployment and then let's <laughs> <laughs> and then let's go check up on our friend who um, hasn't shown up to the pub in like a week. <laughs> like it's like it's it's sort of like an examination of like what it what like life is supposed to mean especially like in old age and it's like sad sometimes but it also has like this like sense of humor that makes me feel like i am 50 years old when I oh shit i'll watch <laughs> yeah. that yeah i mean any show like that i feel like because people always make fun of and kind of like punch down i feel like on frank and gracie sometimes but i'm like nah this totally. is good people need these kind yeah. of shows of like just different outlets of instead of like Hey, I'm 20 to 30 something and I'm hip and young and I'm having a good time. I'm like, that's, I don't need that every time. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me, um, we're good friends with, um, uh, Baron Vaughn who is on. Oh yeah. He plays the kid. Yeah. yeah. We need to have him on a show. <laughs> and you just, oh, yeah, we should. Me. Yeah. He's, it's, I'm sure he's, he's free now. Free now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about like mystery science 83,000 or anything at the moment. So, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, that was that, great casting too because I've been a big fan of his comedy for years. Because he, he's, yeah, he's come through Chicago a few times, and I've always enjoyed like seeing him when he'd go up. But like, he has such a good voice and different like kind of tones he could do is like perfect for that. I'm kind of bummed that they might be done already, but like all in all, it's just three seasons they got, and that's what they have. It's pretty perfect for what they would want from a reboot. Yeah, yeah, it, it was great. Ridiculous that they would end it. Netflix has a weird thing about ending shows earlier i don't even know i think it might be like a kind of like a weird pay thing or something but so many people are at home binging it i feel like their um their ratings are probably up i don't know i don't know how their ratings work yeah on netflix no one knows but um i don't know maybe it'll come back it'd be cool if it could all the people hey i, I donated to the kickstarter hell yeah, yeah same here i got my little uh, my little sticker yeah the i think the the newer season had some of my favorite episodes, I think, ever for that, which was the Warriors of the Lost World ones they did. Oh, yeah, um, that was good. Yeah, because they had like it was like a two part series or something like that, where it was like the first one and the second one don't even tie together. And one of them had David Carradine in them. But some of the <laughs> jokes in that just had me in tears. So, like, I do hope they if they can't get another season, that's fine. But I think definitely one or two would be nice if they could. Yeah. Um. So what else have you guys been watching? Uh. Me and Barbara have been watching I'm Sorry, which is really, really funny and well-written. That's the one with, like, uh, Andrea Savage as, like, a mom and comedy writer. Oh, cool. Um, What's it on? Like that, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's on, I think we've been watching it. Yeah, it's Hulu that we've been watching it through. And it's one of those ones that were kind of, like, skipped over. But it's just, like, it's basically, like, a female parent version of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Barb found it because the nice thing about my partner, Barb, is that she's a huge comedy nerd but doesn't do comedy, which is, I think, the best way to live life now, yeah. <laughs> looking yeah. back. Like, she's really into that stuff and, like, finding good comedies but doesn't have the need to do stand-up, which is a curse I wish I never had. Um, <laughs> but she had been reading about Andrea Savage and, like, the show, so she's like, we should check it out. And we watched it, and it's just been really hilarious and super well-written. Cool. Yeah, I'm at I'm to the point where like I've been kind of missing the stage a little bit, but I also recognize that like this is the nicest thing um that has happened to me in years of doing comedy, in like eight years <laughs> of doing comedy. To like yeah. have a forced uh break and you can see kind of everyone who kind of was using the stage as like um as like a band-aid for some issue that they were working out like <laughs> oh they're falling apart <laughs> they you can tell that they sort of fell apart during like the first like month <laughs> and then mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of those people maybe just like either just like tweeting a bunch of videos and like that but it's it just like cool everyone like worked on your issues and then come back to stand up and then let's not yeah. all talk about the same things if i uh, uh if i didn't want to burn my entire uh spot for comedy and never do comedy again with other people uh -huh. so many specific friends of mine that were the chicago type that moved to new york too early those have been the best posts to watch of them just falling apart and i hate to say it but i love it so much <laughs> that's really funny you can we can name names outside of the podcast <laughs> yeah it's oh boy um but yeah, it's, there's also creative outlets. And the thing that I hate is like any, any comedian can take any approach they want. I'm fine. As long as they don't tell other comedians, this is how it has to be done. Totally. Like I'm the type that we have a open mic. We do every Tuesday in Chicago. That's been pretty popular for years. Like been going since 2006. So we've been trying to make sure it keeps going. So we did like an online streaming one at, at the start of quarantine. And that's been really fun to have, but like also it's been weird. So I've been missing mm -hmm. the stage still. But like seeing other comedians in Chicago seems like I would never do a streaming show. And I think it's embarrassing to see others do it. I'm like, dude, where is this coming from? Grow up. These are yeah. the people who um, like technology, even in the last 10 years, has progressed so much. And like for me, comedy is an art form and um, whatever form that like art takes can be different. It could be like I'm a filmmaker, too. So it's like. I'll do stand up and I'll do that. And it's just like, if I do a third thing, is that not comedy anymore? Is, yeah. uh, is, yeah. is doing a TikTok wrong? Is, uh, is making a comedy song not comedy? It's just like, those people to me aren't, are doing stand up for like bravado reasons or something. It's just like, you think you're like a road dog or something. Um, it's, it's just to me like exclusionary um, and dumb. <laughs> Yeah. And it's Sorry even that. like you could even have the take of I, I could never imagine myself doing a streaming mic. That's fine. It's like so when you judge others for doing it, like it's they're, they're going to do it by the time this is over. I guarantee. It. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 100 percent. But some people have been making it work pretty well. Once they, I mean, man, Tyler Jackson get a lot of screen time. He did um, Late Late Breakfast over a streaming one and the production and how they did it through the Zoom one was like amazing. Um, I got to do Big Dog Jerkman, which is a character that makes t-shirts, which was really fun. But, like Shane Torres was on it and had an amazing set. Like I was laughing like it was just watching regular stand-up during his. So it was it was nice. Hell yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I simultaneously want stand-up community like back so badly. But at the same time, 
I do not want to hear any jokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Can we just have all the comedians get together after this and not do comedy for a month, but we just gossip about all the people we dislike? Like, that's all I yeah. need. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. just air it all out. <laughs> before, yeah. And then I'll start fresh. That is yeah. going to be the funny thing is that everyone is going to be starting fresh. Like, no one's going to have, like, chops again, really. Or, I mean, some people will. It won't take that long. It, it, it'll be it'll be weird it's just gonna be i don't i don't know i have no idea what it's gonna be yeah it, it, even playing field almost seems exciting to me because like with the chicago scene since that's where i have both started and i've only been it's got a lot of gatekeeper issues and yeah, to like course. imagine that being reset is i could only say would be good for the scene so um it's gonna be interesting regardless it could be complete shit or great but either way is like it's gonna be very fun to watch <laughs> amazing um I'll just say, I'll plug one thing I've been watching recently. Um, I've been watching Tower of God. Have you guys been watching Tower of God? No, what is that? I think, uh, oh, I, I thought I had uh, maybe talked about it in the last episode. I wasn't sure. But Tower of God um, is this anime that came from this uh, this, this this series called Webtoons, um, which is uh, like maybe you've seen um, these Korean-style mangas that are like, they have very long pages where they're like mm. the form is designed around uh, you to be scrolling from top to bottom. So like they'll have action that's like designed vertically and like stuff. Um, and f- as far as I know, this is the first anime that's like been adapted from like literally a site called Webtoons. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> kind of kind of a huge deal because it's it's like their their biggest um, IP and. Um, the anime has just been like pretty cool. I th- I feel like I have maybe talked about it before. Yeah, I think last episode. Like, you have, yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, thanks for not stopping me, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, also I want to remember so I could check it out. But yeah, it's I love when any type of format like that is kind of broken and so just the usual like comic book standards for like you know we have Marvel and DC here and then yeah. of course like Shonen Jump and others in Japan of like mm-hmm. just outsiders being able to get something going or something different going too. Have you guys been reading comic books too? Yeah, yeah, I've been. Uh, well, it's kind of fucked up because um, you know, Marvel's hasn't published comic books in like five weeks, or That's I guess right. maybe six weeks now. So like, I think they're gonna come back every, soon. I hope so because everything. Like, I started reading the series by um, I finished the new Ant Man run um by also my homie Zeb Well shout out shout oh, out it was cool. pretty it was a really fun read um, and then I started reading I I'm, I'm starting to get back into X Men or I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading this new X-Men Hellions run that was really, really, really cool. It was like, uh, it's basically like, um, like, uh, like they put together like a dirty dozen suicide type squad to like go take out this, like mission, take out this like factory or whatever. And like, I'm only two issues. I was only two issues in, it, but it was mm-hmm. great. The art was great. It was also, it was this fun mix of like serious talking, but then also like comedy. Like I really enjoy when like comic books can like legitimately be funny. Yeah, and like nail jokes and stuff. So like, I'm really looking forward to like when those come back, so I can finish reading uh, that run. Yeah, I've uh, I've been staying true and tried to both anime and manga. I've been reading, and I caught up with One Piece finally again, um, which I've been making that journey for almost thirty years now. So wow. it feels like I know <laughs> yeah. it's not that long, but it feels that long. But I'm gonna uh, try to catch up um, to the anime by the time this thing is over. Um, yeah that's smart because like you can watch it in the background even though it's Uh good to have like full attention sometimes for it but there's just so much filler after a point that it's it's fine it's the best way to do it i for sure skip filler (laughs) oh yeah once again going back to my origins of anime president in high school i (laughs) 
very strong opinions on filler and anime, but uh, yeah, it sucks usually. <laughs> um, but uh, I've been reading uh, Hell's Paradise, which is like, um, it's a very cool story where it starts off with a assassin that has fallen in love and he's married. So it's like almost an after of what happened. But uh, basically, these soldiers take him and say, like, hey, we're going to kill your wife if you don't go on this mission. So he has to get back into it one last time. Um, I think it's a really good, unique take because it's almost like setting aside the whole love story thing. It's like after the fact and having this very, like, kind of well-developed kind of like killer who wants to be human again, but has to, like, go back and go on this very weird mission of this basically paradise that has this, like, serum for a mortal life that he has to go on. Uh, not get killed so it's it's a very cool story and the style for it is just extremely dope i just love it so much it's i gotta figure out if he's done anything else before because i'm just loving everything about it amazing oh, yeah um uh, i have been reading two things that i really like a lot uh i've been reading this new comic i think it's only like three issues deep um and i think it's this run is just going to be five it's called tartarus um i read a lot of image comics i love uh a lot oh of yeah i'm a big fan of image comics yeah they've had really good runs yeah um this new one tartarus man it's the art i mean i've seen a lot of cool art in a lot of comic books and this one is absolutely like top three it's about like far future sci-fi stuff but um there's this uh character this fugitive who like breaks out of this like um this like space prison that was like uh, also like used to be a mine or something on this planet and like it's it's very action oriented and the costumes and the art and like the fact that like i saw so much cool shit in just the first issue alone uh <laughs> made yeah. me like like want to grab my pants like how did anyone um make this <laughs> yeah oh tartarus um, tartarus yeah yeah um, i highly recommend that yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, the other comic book, maybe you guys have heard of it. It's called Preacher. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Preacher, I love that. Yeah. It's Hell so yeah. good. I'm so glad you guys know Preacher. Um, I saw someone do a write-up on it recently, and I was just like, oh, hell yeah, Preacher's getting respect. And then I like read the article, and then I saw that like basically no one else read the article. Um, <laughs> but it, Preacher um, is this really far-out um, uh, comic that's like based off of like it was already um a an ip in the 90s um that was just like this rob Lowe created character who's just like this uh like this like badass on like wild force or something who just like, yeah uh, keep dying and coming back or something um but like the recent run of the series from a couple years ago um is about um the same character but it's the far future um and all these clones are being like distributed throughout the galaxy in these different worlds and stuff and you just get to see all these like different clones like every story um has is is just so different and oh visually, like wild um it's just like it's it's a pretty short series and it's it's just like a blast to go through oh hell yeah yeah that's fire yeah it sounds really good I mean, I'm looking for more comics because I feel like once again with like Midnight Gospel, it's good to take a break of just doing anime and manga because it feels like I'm regressing too much as a person. <laughs> like I gotta, yeah. I gotta get something new and fresh in there too. So, same, same. Um, well, Brandon, I think we're about to wrap up. Um, I know you've got like so many projects, but so like, 
so plug them all because yeah. we want to know about all of them. I'll just keep them to the ones that are like uh, still active and going. I think the um, biggest one is uh, I do a Dungeons and Dragons live play podcast that is like set in an office world, but instead it's like all of your coworkers are goblins and demons called Desk and Day Jobs. Um, you can just type that and find it. It's been going for a little bit, always super fun. There's like a few episodes we've done to like for starting points for people getting into it. Um, I have also been doing on my Twitch every Tuesday, like around 8 p.m. We've been doing a streaming open mic for Pressure, which is an open mic we had out in Chicago. That's where we watch a bad movie in the background while people do stand up over it, which I think is one <laughs> of the, the best ways to deal with the weird format that we have. But that's just oh, yeah. like the two all plug right now because who knows what's going to be existing when things come back and then just working on a lot of art and commission stuff right now so oh yeah dude definitely commission something uh from brandon uh worked out for us <laughs> yeah he killed the game <laughs> that's yeah. for sure so where can we find you uh just twitter is usually the best for me so just at kirkman brandon uh it's like how it sounds like kirkman and then brandon <laughs> so all together <laughs> That is how I say it. I say like Duckman. Like I just yeah. <laughs> shout out to Real Classic there too. That's yeah. that's another one I went back and watched and like realized it was way funnier than I thought it was as a yeah. kid because there's a lot of very dirty jokes that are very well written in it. Yeah, Duckman rule. Yeah, you need to uh, go back and watch that. Music. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Yay for Zig across all social media platforms. Uh, uh, that com. Uh, if you're, uh, you know, someone know who's yeah, go to thatdudezig.com. If you want to, like, I don't know, hire me to write for your show, that'd be a great place to go. You can contact my manager. Cool. You can find me at, at AOBroBro, um, and you can always find us at DarkBeatPod. Um, also, email us if you've got questions. We haven't checked that out in a second, but we'll start with you and uh, uh, answer questions and look at your uh, model kit. Voice. Order. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening to the Dark Weeb and welcome.